these bizarre, unsettling times, many of the things we took for granted have been severely curtailed and in some cases restricted altogether. As you know, I've always loved the fact that I get to meet all the guests on the podcast in person, be it at their place of work, their home, or at a location that is specific to them. On the diving platform at Highgate Men's Bathing Pond or the lifeboat with the crew at the RNLI in Chiswick, over a cappuccino in Little Italy, Soho, or at the top of the monument in the city of London. But lockdown in London has stopped all of that, at least for the time being, and so I'm having to reflect and rethink like the rest of you. And with over over 80 episodes in the bag, we've a decent back catalogue, and so we've been releasing some of the older popular episodes for new listeners to find and enjoy, and older fans of the show to revisit. I may start to record new episodes over the internet, but it's nothing like meeting the guest in person, face to face, eye to eye microphone to microphone if you like sharing and chatting and joking and building that all-important rapport it's not what I envisaged nor what I wanted to do and so we'll see how this pans out with any luck the lockdown will end soon and I can get back to doing what I love most and what I know brings you the best possible experience meeting the wonderful London personalities that make up our incredible capital city this week however I thought I would take advantage of the lockdown in London and chat once more to my beautiful wife, Solly Lazarus. Now in this episode, recorded at home in what I would call my studio or garden shed, we chat over the ups and downs, successes and failures that make up the emotional roller coaster of lockdown in one of the greatest cities on earth. It's quite personal in many respects, but I hope it gives you a flavor of how we've been coping and managing our days. I hope you get something out of it and I'd love to hear how you've been getting on too. So feel free to get in touch through the website or Patreon, or you can email me, steve at yourlondonlegacy.com. And remember, I'm Steve Lazarus, and this is Your London Legacy. This is funny, isn't it? This is funny. (laughs) This is really funny. (laughs) So for those people listening in, hopefully there's one or two out there, Now, let's just get this straight. Where, where are we today? Today is May the 10th. Sun- oh, who knows? Sunday, May the 10th. It's very, very strange, losing track of time and days and dates and where we are. But um, I think it's Sunday, May the 10th today. It sounds about right. Let's go with Somewhere that. Somewhere week seven. Yeah. COVID lockdown, London. And I'm sitting here with my, my dear wife. Hello, dear husband. <laughs> Sully, <laughs> Sully Lazarus, who first appeared on the podcast way back well over a year ago i would imagine okay, now yeah. yeah when we spoke about your retiring taking early retirement and setting up your new business yellow sun yeah and how that was getting on yeah and i thought because your london legacy podcast has sort of had to take a little bit of a back seat from live recordings over the last few weeks for obvious reasons i have been putting out previously recorded episodes of what i believe to be inspirational interesting people and you clearly fit into that category mm, but also you. because you're you're an easy catch because you're you're here with we're me in and lockdown I, we're, together. we're in lockdown together so i thought it would be a good opportunity a to catch up with you and where you are with yellow sun yeah but probably Actually. more importantly to just have a conversation and a chat with both of us really to understand how you are getting on with lockdown situation here in london the things you found are easy, the things you found are difficult, both for you personally and also for you and your clients and your business, the children, the parents um, who struggle with at the best of times with their lives. Um, and just to generally have a chat and see if we can find a few words of wisdom, some inspiration for people 
going forward. Here we are. We're sitting in my, as my sister calls it, my shed mm. <laughs> in the bottom <laughs> of the garden, which doubles up as my office and your London Legacy studio. It's nice and comfortable. It's cozy. The sun it's is lovely. shining. Yeah, yeah. And um, so, how are you doing, first of all? Yeah, it's, a, it's very odd, isn't it? I go through days where I just think, I'm loving this. We're, we're working at our own pace because we're both carrying on working through this because luckily we both work from home so it hasn't really impacted our work we've been able to continue um, in a different vein but but still continue we've been going on lovely lovely daily walks through a local um, woods and we've spent time with our son that we've never had before so I go through days where I wake up and I just think this is all so lovely and then I get a little bit tearful because that's what I do. And then I just think, how on earth can we be thinking this is lovely? I mean, there's nearly 31,000 people who have died. And that's as we speak. And once this goes out, I know that the, the number tragically will, will go up. So it, it, it's, it's all so bizarre. Not only can we not see our parents, different things that we've, we've had planned, we've had to cancel. But in some very odd, bizarre way, personally, I'm quite enjoying it. It is very odd, isn't it? Because there are so many highs and lows, and I'm a fairly balanced sort of person emotionally, I think. Um, yeah, I would say you, you, so. You know me yeah, better no, than anyone, anybody in the world. You've known me since I was a young, a young boy, virtually. And even I have found more peaks and troughs in my emotions than ever before. Now, there's there's some very good reasons for that. Not least because our beautiful daughter, and we'll get up both get emotional in a minute. Yeah. Our beautiful daughter decided to go and emigrate and live in Israel in Tel Aviv, September the ninth last year. Yeah, um, we took her out there and left her there, and we did see her back again in January. But at that time, little did we know that we um, would not be seeing her again for quite a while. Um, we had plans to go mm. and see her in July. Looks like they're going to have to be cancelled. She had surprise plans to come over and see us for all our birthdays, because all our birthdays fall within a week of each other, roughly. Uh, no, within the same week, more or less, not a week of each other. From the 26th of April, which is yours, to the 4th of May, which are our sons. And she was planning on coming over here as a surprise to spend time with us. And of course, she wasn't able to do that. So that is hugely emotional. But we can keep in touch, thank God, because of social media and the ubiquitous zoom and yeah. whatsapp and all the rest of it so that's high and low missing her seeing her missing her seeing her missing all the birthdays and family things we're at home with our son who still lives at home with us 32 yeah doesn't want to be at home let's let's get that straight yeah. and we don't want him to be at home let's yeah. get that straight as well he needs to move on with his life but for various reasons he's still at home we had a major blowout with him in the early phases so of this week one i think it was mm. So it's very hard. Not his fault. Let's... So, so, so not his fault. And, uh, and I'm forever. I think this is. I mean, I don't want to talk about marital <laughs> secrets <laughs> no, 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 here. But you know, we as do. As long as they're not a secret for me, <laughs> <No. laughs> would <will> be okay. <laughs> um, and, and this is, you know, so my my job, Yellow Sun, is supporting families with children with mainly ADHD, and a lot of a lot of my job is trying to enable the parents to work together to understand how they together can help and support their child who finds life a bit tricky and every now and then we do see the things our son is going through in a different way and that and that is 
that is tricky uh, because I can see it in, in one way and you can see it in another way. And sometimes there isn't a compromise. You know, life is about making compromises. But sometimes, you know, I'm trying to say, yes, but, you know, he, he just sees it in a different way and it's how his brain works and he's processing it differently. And sometimes you're sort of saying, yes, but he should have emptied the dishwasher. <laughs> you know, not. so it, it is tricky. So, yeah, in that first week, um i can't even remember there was i can't i've got no recollection what the argument yeah. was about now but, um, but we did have a major bust up and i don't think yeah. we, we said more than a couple of words to each other for about a week yeah yeah but we did overcome that didn't we and we have gone on to have probably the the nicest time we've spent together with him for a long long well, time for, I, I, I can't remember and this is where I think, you know, and I'm a very positive person and always try and see a silver lining. And thank God nobody we know personally has has, has died uh, from this dreadful disease. So I'm trying to look at all the positives personally for our family. And one of the major things is we have spent such gorgeous time with our son that we couldn't possibly have ever imagined you know he's been shut in with us so we've had to sit and chat and talk and find common interests and laugh together and you know he joins us on the daily walk and what he's discovered as well is if he puts his phone away and goes on he actually runs through these woods uh, daily if he does that he just has this amazing sense of peace um, and he's discovered that himself Whereas before this, if I'd said, do you know what, darling, How it would be really lovely if you put your phone away and went for a little run through a woods, he would actually, <laughs> I can't swear, but he, you know, swear. he would have actually said, you know, well, he, he wouldn't have, it just wouldn't have registered with him. It would, he would have dismissed it out of hand and then gone to the gym. Um, so, yeah, the, the fact that we're discovering things about each other and things we're enjoying about each other is a real positive of this lockdown. Yeah. The walk you mentioned, let's just sort of, as they say in America, unpack that a little bit. Mm. Because the, we, as part of the lockdown in the UK this is listened to widely across the world, not just in London and the UK. Part of the lockdown scenario has been we really allowed only to go out for special things, that is, yeah. help, you know, getting medication and doing a shop, and then one form of exercise a day, be yeah. it a walk, a cycle. There are some complications and variations to that we've seen, um, but really it's one, and we, we choose to do a walk every day, yeah. and we've got a, we're very lucky where we live. There's some wonderful green open spaces, and there's a wonderful place called Arendine Open Space, where there's, I think it's a, an, an amalgamation of seven fields. We can literally walk outside our front door, walk, I don't know, a quarter of a mile, if that, to this open space. Yeah. And then it's partly wooded, it's partly fields, it's partly elevated with wonderful views over London. Mm. And we have been walking every, every day, day for seven weeks, six, seven weeks now since lockdown, doing this walk it's only about five kilometers for yeah. four to five kilometers but it is beautiful and we have seen every single season yeah. in the five six seven weeks we've been doing this been out in snow and hailstorms yes. and heat thick mud yeah rain rain torrential Cold. rain rock hard f soil dog crap 
yeah. <laughs> horse poo. We've been had yeah. horses because there's a bridle path there, and horses yeah. cantering towards us. We've had to and jump twice out. Twice we've done a nighttime walk, so we decided we thought it would be fun to take our torch and um, do it in the dark, which was lovely because then we saw the bats, we saw the moon, we saw Venus. Owls, twittering last night. It was just so amazing. Glorious. And the fact that we know it so well, last night we actually said, should we turn the torch off and like almost do it blind? And it was wonderful. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's amazing what, what things we've, we've discovered that we're enjoying. And what's also been wonderful is not only have we done it in different weather conditions, but we've actually seen the growth of the trees and the shrubs yeah. and the plants from literally nothing. Like seven weeks ago, they were like ankle high, some yeah. of these nettle bushes and, and shrubs. And now we're fighting our way through it. And the trees were just coming into bloom. Yeah. And it's just been glorious to yeah. see, see how things have grown and developed. And we've really felt that the air is cleaner oh. and we can hear that the birds are just singing brighter. It's, it's been a joy. It's been yeah. an absolute joy. And one of the things that I have got out of, I, I, I'm an avid reader, as most people will know, and I do a lot of reading and research for the guests I interview, but having been locked down for the last, as we say, seven weeks, I have read, I've, I've lost count. I had a quick sort of tally up before. I think I've over a dozen books so far. Yeah, you read all the time. I, I'm just nonstop. One of the books I read was a book called, and I made a note of it here, called On Looking by Alexandra Horowitz, which I, I completely and utterly recommend to everybody. And the premise of this book is that we don't, get out and we don't see stuff but mm. in our normal day-to-day -day life we get out we go to work and our, we, we close our eyes we're not in the moment it's a form of um what's the mindfulness kind of form of mindfulness that's the word i'm looking for but it's not mindfulness mindfulness is just an expression of being present in, in the, the moment. moment and what she does alexander horowitz she goes out she lives in new york i think it was new york yeah it was new york yeah and she goes out and she does i can't remember six seven different walks around new york around the block, different blocks, from a different perspective. One is from sight, one is from smell, one is from touch, one is from the point of view of an animal, one is from the point of view of her baby child, one is the point of view of looking at insects, all different perspectives. So we took the concepts from that But book. does she take a guest with her, an expert it, it, with in, her? In yeah. some instances she okay. does. Some instances the guest could be her dog. Oh, okay. In some instances, it could be her baby. One of the mm. first was her, her child and mm. what he was seeing. Some of the things, she, you know, he was looking at a water hydrant and mm. finding that fascinating, things she never noticed before. Yeah. That was the beauty of it, seeing it from completely different perspectives, from a high perspective, a lower side, an, mm. an insect perspective, perspective of a rat, where do they go, mm. you know, where the rubbish is in the side streets. And we were taking these perspectives and we said for the next, whatever, three, four days, let's do the same walk but look at it from different perspectives. Yeah, and, and we were things. noticing three things we hadn't yeah. seen before. I forgot we did yeah. that. Amazing, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. And, and that was just a, a wonderful experience. Mm. One of the things we did was notice all the insects on the leaves and the underside of yeah. leaves and trees and things we'd never spotted yeah. before, the trails that insects that burrow in the leaves leave. Mm. So there's so many, and the walk has done so many different things because, as you say, you get the, the fresh air cold hot warm sultry you get that lovely smell after the yes. rain and we noticed a different smell at night mm. to during the day as well and what what's brilliant about your reading going back to the reading <laughs> is that not only are you blossoming your knowledge but then you you're so buzzy about it you then tell me about it so i feel like i'm getting i'm, I'm reading the book without reading the book yeah so yeah. you know you're passing on that that knowledge to me as well well one of the things I find incredible, 
generally, even without lockdown, mm. is things that are inspirational. Pe what I love is people who are inspirational, uplifting, and motivational to me generally. In fact, I have one prepared earlier. Here's mm. a book I'm reading currently by a chap called Kyle. It's not a new book, by a chap called Kyle Maynard. Some of you may have heard of him called No Excuses. And the subheader is the true story of a congenital amputee who became a champion in wrestling and in life. And he was born without limbs. Mm. And he's gone on to be like a champion wrestler. He's played mm. American football. He's, you know, the guy's become a legend and now he's a motivational speaker on the circuit. And he says, you can do anything you want if you put your mind to it. Don't let restrict restrictions hold you back. And to me, we could learn a lot of lessons from people like that in the situation that we're in today. And and you, in what you're doing with your parents and your children, these are, I'm guessing, the sort of messages you try to get across. Well, they across are, but it goes a bit more than that because so uh, a child with an ADHD brain has just a different way of viewing the world, a, a different way of impacting the world. So the trouble with people understanding how an ADHD brain is that at the moment they're just seen as naughty and deliberately winding people up and just not being able to focus is well just you just need to try harder so yeah I, I understand that you can have this sense of do you know what I'm just going to get on with it and I'm just going to despite my difficulties I'm going to I'm going to go for it but in the case of my children who I support with ADHD you've got to have everybody around you mm. supporting and helping you as well oh, because absolutely. if everybody everybody around you is just having a go all the time or blaming you or shaming you it's going to take huge strength of character to lift yourself out of that so yeah I, I, I sort of agree that uh, and look at these amazing inspirational people who despite what has happened in their lives can make an impact but I think with my my children with ADHD what you need as well is that understanding and that kindness oh, absolutely you know there yeah. are so many people who are just not helping and supporting and being kind oh, you need a, a, a team around you and in his case for example I haven't completed the book yet in his case mm. his parents were amazing they as soon as he was born obviously they freaked a bit when he came out without any limbs although they had no idea, you know, mm. because at the time the scans weren't showing what they should have been showing. Yeah. So they had no idea until he was literally born. But they loved him immediately. They supported him immediately. So he had the love and support of his parents, which is the support and care. you get. But they also had the support of the community. Unbelievably, all the kids at school were highly supportive, yeah. with the odd exception, of course. He had the most amazing coaches, but they taught him different strategies how he could wrestle differently, how he could perform his tackles differently in the football field. And these are all similar to what you're doing. You, you need a team around you providing you, different tools and strategies. Yeah, you need a team, but you also need that belief. So if you've got a physical disability, it's really obvious and in your face that this person needs support and help and needs the people around them to be a little bit accommodating. But if you've got a, a difficulty um, that is brain-led, you know, the chemicals in the brain are just firing different differently. It's very difficult for people to understand it. So, yeah, if if you had that support and kindness and under, understanding of all the people around an individual, uh, of course, that person could fly. You know, they they could they could they could um, achieve and thrive and flourish. Um, they just need that 
you know, almost it's looking like the person has got a disability, although I don't like to call ADHD mm. a disability. But in terms of um, the law, the SEN law in the UK, it is a disability and we are protected by the law. So, yeah, uh, you know, I, I agree. If if you have a great team around you and people who believe in you and support you and we don't all need to achieve great things. You just need to achieve the things that you are capable of. It's not saying everybody could become an Olympic athlete or run a multi-million pound uh, air, airline company. You know, as long as you do your best to live be your the best, that best you can be. Can, exactly. Yeah, don't compare yourself with others. Yeah. Compare yourself to yourself. Just try and improve yourself a little bit every yeah. day. What is the, obviously the kids and the parents of the children that you support primarily have ADHD or on that side of the spectrum yeah they have difficulties with executive functioning yes yeah, yes that's, yeah. That's, oh that's, that's, bravo bravo I do listen you to you I do listen, listen to, to you <laughs> what have you found during this period for the parents as much as for the children has been the most difficult thing that they have had to overcome the, the underlying thing that I've got out of this from from my families is the need for structure and the need for purpose so all of us need to get up in the morning and feel that we've got something that we're, we've got ahead of us. But more so for people who've got executive function difficulties, ADHD, autism, dyslexia, all these neurodiverse conditions. If you get up in the morning and you've got no plan, um, you've got no sense of what is going to happen, it just causes free fall. And in a seven-year-old, that will manifest itself in, in just challenging behavior um you know just going a little bit stir crazy and causing difficulties in the mm, home well, you can all go stir crazy yeah, so how exactly. does that manifest itself with kids with adhd so what they actually need is a written plan mm. but, uh, so, but what are uh, the yeah. behaviors what, what what how would that spiral out of control oh, what, what would a parent the, be saying well, they sort of teasing the siblings uh being rude being defiant being oppositional i'm not doing it can't make me i hate you um it might make them just want to be on their screen all day because they find that comforting and if you, you don't give me any other things tempting to do i would just default to the thing i find comforting uh, and just this challenging and the rudeness um, and the aggression because all behavior is communication and what what somebody who is not sure about about what is going on in their little world what they will do is just try and say i need help but they can't say that in words so they'll say that in behavior and that behavior will be um either shutting down completely it's fight flight or freeze um being aggressive and confrontational or or just going away and then you just won't see them you know, shutting themselves in their room or, or going out on their bike and disappearing and then you won't see them. So that's all communication. So even more today, a structured environment, a structured day from yeah. the moment they get up in the morning to bedtime, going yeah. to bed is more important today than ever. I yeah, yeah 100%. And I don't think it should be minute by minute, a timetable and very strict because our children don't like that either. But just... You know, this is what the day is going to look like. We're going to do um, some something in the garden in the morning. Then it's lunchtime. Then we're going to go for our walk. Um, then it's uh, another say science activity, and then it's some screen time. Then 
we come to a family quiz and then it's bed you know so nothing too onerous so not minute by to, minute but break no. the day down into chunks yeah. so they can see morning afternoon evening yeah. and maybe something in between yeah between times yeah i mean for me you know i more and more I, my, I try and structure my days more and more so they don't get away from me and i now love and i used to and then i got out the habit of getting up early in the morning and having what i call my morning routine where i do certain certain mm. things little mini habits in the morning so that come nine nine o'clock i've already done key things and i know i've achieved something during the yeah. day and to me that gives me more flexibility not less flexibility so i'm guessing for children and for parents of children who, who struggle to have that order and structure it gives them some clarity of thinking yes clarity of thinking and purpose and purpose yeah you know so that you feel feel like you've achieved something as well and you're not just aiming aimlessly wandering and then around you can congratulate with the child do. as well exactly exactly rather than saying why haven't you done this well i didn't know yeah. i had to do that yeah exactly yeah like so like the the dishwasher thing you know if you just say you put that on the schedule every day is one chore and here's the list of the chores you choose which chore but don't call it a chore or, or, or a little <laughs> job or yeah so one thing our children need is feeling control because so much of their little lives an adult is telling them what to do and usually it's something that doesn't suit them so if as much as possible you give them choices or you collaborate or you chat and you say what shall we do this afternoon shall we mend your bike or shall we dig for worms you know so you give them the choice so it's not just right this is what we're doing and so then, they're the decision maker exactly. they're leading they're controlling what they're doing with their time exactly exactly yeah. which is the complete because i know you you've championed mm. the opposite of what the school of a lot of schools have yes. been promoting in yes. the last few weeks which is we're going to send you homework yeah. you've got to upload the homework onto this app we've got to see that you're doing it we've got to check you and mark you and tick you and yeah. if you haven't done it we're going to call you out you've been completely champion championing the the, the opposite of that yeah. scenario so very early on i was getting the messages through from a lot of my families that the stuff the school were sending home to do was overwhelming it was just too much it was too much for the parents who were juggling possibly working from home and keeping the home running and then trying to keep their children occupied it was overwhelming for them and it you know our, our children struggled with homework before all this lockdown so why in anybody's imagination that they would suddenly do schoolwork at home uh, a lot of the day it was always going to be a loser it was never going to work uh, plus a lot of our children are on the autistic spectrum and to call work that should be doing at school homework or to call it schoolwork or homeschooling it's too confusing school is school home is home and when I'm at home, I don't do schoolwork. It's, it, it doesn't compute in the brain. So very early on, I sent out the message to all my families. If, they, if you want to do the work that the, the schools are sending home, fine. Do it as part of your schedule. Do it for maybe uh, 10 minutes. Well, if you want to do it, if the kids are happy to do it. Yes. Yeah, so if they're happy to do it and they can do it and they're fine. able to do it, fine, do mm. it. But if it's causing you anybody hassle, if it's causing anybody stress, do not do it. Just send back a really polite email to the school and just say, we're struggling. This isn't, this isn't happening. However, what I am saying to my families is you need to then be doing other 
um, activities during the day providing learning opportunities. So you can do maths in baking. You can do writing when you're writing a letter to the nurses. You can do science when you're investigating how quick the mud um goes to mush you know there there are just so many um so it's learning, learning by play it's we, learning through interests yeah. you know what what are your children interested in what will they naturally find out you know, chat to them talk to them um you know teenagers is harder because they want to shut down but you could still engage teenagers with stuff they used to like to do and what's been the general consensus and feedback you've had from parents to that scenario don't stick rigidly to the school curriculum that you're being told to do. Make this time fun and educational in a different way and build some memories. What, what's been the feedback? Do you know, it's been just incredible. It, it's, it's, so this is one of the things that's warmed my heart during this whole lockdown thing because children are more relaxed. Children are more playful. Children are happier. Um, bearing in mind, I was supporting families who children cried every day that they had to go to school, were feeling blamed and shamed and hated school. They are now at home. They're that, and also what is very, very strange, and um, one of my clients um, last week said her son actually now wants to do maths, you know, so now the, now the, the pressure has been taken off, the actual, um, you know, they're happier, they're calmer, they were learning at their own pace, they're learning with their interests, um, they're learning and there's no pressure that you've got to get this done otherwise you don't go out to play you know all that has been taken away i'm guessing if the parents are truly observant and that's the skill maybe you teach them as well they can spot where the child is excelling and where they're showing an interest oh you're so amazing because this is <laughs> <laughs> this is something that um that i'm going to put out this week so parents are now have got this and i keep saying we've been given this gift of time we feel we've been given the gift of time spending it with with our son but parents that i support have been given the gift of time to notice how best their children learn what time of day is best what equipment can they use what what sparks their interest what 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 have they found out they really really love so use this information and I'm going to produce a, a document so that parents can actually write it down. And when when we go back to school, because it obviously is a when, send that into schools. And I, I'm hoping with all my heart, schools do start thinking we've got to do this in a different way. Um, I hope we don't Do you believe they will? I, I don't know. Because we're still very much in a Victorian-style education we system, are, aren't we? And we are exam-led and we're SATS-led and we're ability-led. But maybe, you know, maybe a little bit will be filtered through. Because um, from a general point of view, we're saying, oh, is the world going to change? Are we going to be different after this? Are we, is climate change going to come to the top of the agenda? Kinder. Are we going to be kinder, more community-minded? Mm. And then we come down to like the, um, the, the more specific granular binary sort of things. Is school going to change? Are lessons going to change? Mm. I don't know. I'm 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 skeptical. I think some people who are likely to want to change and change their lifestyle and work from home and be more eco-friendly will do so. I think most people, when this is finished, done and done with, will probably go back to. I their, don't know. It depends if it silos. comes from from the top, because I I do know that a lot of head teachers are now realising that there is a different way to 
to, or maybe, to educate. maybe that's what it's going to take. Not 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 the top down approach, but maybe yeah. it's going to take some some teachers, some head teachers, mm. some senkos to form. Yeah. I don't know the little union and get together. Yeah. So what we've been doing is crap we need a completely yeah. new new way of thinking Do you know here. i'd be up for forming any kind of yeah i am so passionate i've been mean, i've been saying this for years and years that our system is outdated victorian system where we measure the things that don't matter and we ignore the things that do matter i can't believe what's before before when was it that happened you were having all the purple and green ink you had to use on oh yeah writing yeah good and bad learning and all yeah, yeah it's a purple for praise green for growth when we were marking our books <laughs> you know and it, it's too target driven yeah. you know people like to measure um, measure progress well, why do we need to measure why do we need to say yes they've started there and now they're here who, who cares mm, mm. as long as they're fulfilled and they're happy and they're skillful and they're using their talents you know this book we were saying about this this guy who has gone on to do amazing things no what nobody cares what he got in his a levels you know the thing that matters is he's got this 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 amazing drive to be the best that he can be so why do we not push for that push for people to Look, look how community-minded we've been. The NHS, they asked for 25,000 volunteers. Quarter of a million, I think and it now, was, the NHS responders. Yeah, and, and they, they're blown away with how many people want to help and support others. So, you know, I'm hoping that we do. We do look at things like that more and try and push community and push support and, and push seeing things in a different way. Let's take a very quick break just to remind you, if you love the show and would like to get involved, grab some cool stuff, get shout outs on the show, have us create your very own London Legacy show, or you meet up with us in London for a coffee or something stronger, just head over to www.patreon.com forward slash your London legacy. Okay, let's carry on with the show. From a personal perspective, you 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 and I have both actually been as busy now, if not busier than we've ever than we've ever yeah. been in a very strange way. Yes. I because I can work from home and I've been dealing with I deal with the property insurance claims for those who know what I do for a living. And um there's a lot of stuff going on in the insurance market which has driven a lot of work my way, whether it's valuable or not, I don't know yet, but it's kept me extraordinarily busy, very stressful. You, for your part, have been extremely busy because people want to keep in touch with you. Mm. You've successfully got a book which is going to be published, yes. you've been working yeah, on. Yeah, I'm very you, excited You can talk about that. about that. You've been running your monthly um, gatherings, which are now online. You're doing yes. more support online with Zoom meetings. You're yes. doing all sorts of stuff. So you're busy now as you ever... But yes. what has been... From a personal point of view, what has been the hardest thing you've had to you've had to do, you've had to overcome? What in terms of my business? Just, just in, in terms, terms of your of... business, in terms of how you've had to change what you do working from home. You know, we have got the building stuff going on next oh. door. <laughs> just trying try to nudge you. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it's really hard not being with people mm. because, very much like you, I'm a people person. I like to hug. I like to see people. Um, I. I so I, I miss that actual close proximity. We have got around that with our, our Zooms and we like the Kahoot. 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 Like Kahoot uh, um, quiz. Quiz. So we're, we've got those lined up. Uh, and it is just that intense 
time of just working from home. And yeah, as you said, we have got the most horrendous building going on next door. The house is being completely renovated. So from eight in the morning till six at night, there is, I mean, they're literally taking down every single wall and ceiling. So the building is shaking. Our our house is shaking. So I've had to put in earplugs, um, light a candle and put on some calm music just to try and So you're having to find strategies yourself to find calm. Yes. It's fair to say there have have been times, days when you've been completely stressed out and in floods of tears. Oh, I just cry. So do you know what? I, And I never worry that I cry. (laughs) You know, I am a crier and I think it's good to cry. I think it's good to get your emotions. You're the most emotional person I've ever met in my life. And, you know, I used to watch Little House on the Prairie. I remember when I was 12 and just you just see the final scene and you just cry. But it has been hideous, that noise. Yeah, and it it has been, it has really tested my patience. It's not just that. I mean, you're actually sitting there trying to conduct a, 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 a. a conversation where you're trying to support yeah, a parent of a child yeah. who doesn't want to hear that you're stressed out, but you're yes. stressed out because you can't yes. damn well hear what's going on because yeah. of the, I've the had drilling to, of vibrations. I've it's been awful. To, yeah, re- really I've had awful. to stop some consultations and come over here into this yeah. office and carry on with it because, um, yeah, so so that, that, that has been a challenge, managing my own emotions and put them put them aside you know as you say we're terribly missing our daughter so sometimes you know when I'm talking to parents about their children you know and I just you know and we've 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 had difficult times with our son as we um, alluded to before so yeah I mean that that is a huge huge uh, challenge to put your own emotions aside but I've always known that as a professional, you know, and I've always said to my staff when I was a Senko, um, you have to put your own emotions aside. When you step through the door, you cannot bring your 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 worries and your feelings and your own problems into your job. You, you, you know, it's a professional job and you have to just put those aside. But during lockdown, that's particularly difficult. Yeah, it's very, very difficult. I mean, you, you hope when you're in lockdown and the weather has been glorious from, from nearly mm. all of April, and it's been beautiful this bank holiday weekend as well. When you sit, when you want to take some time out from work and sit in the garden, and then all you got is drilling and banging, and it's it's not it's not very pleasant. Another thing which uh, I know has wound you up, I'm a, quite a stickler on rules. So oh God, when we've yeah. gone out <laughs> for our walk, and I've seen people who aren't in social distancing, and uh, people who are having picnics, I I I do challenge them. Um, not just so, picnics just yeah, just, just, just so, walking don't look like yeah, they're a family so uh, yeah so i've i've had to calm myself down a bit uh because yeah i am very much somebody that if somebody has a puts a rule in place or somebody says this is what you should do or you should queue here and people aren't queuing i am very much one that i will just say excuse me do you know where the queue is <laughs> you know and so far it's never got me into trouble but you I'm are a bit worried you, you never know what's going to happen they might yeah. turn around and pull a knife on you or yeah punch you in the face it's funny isn't it because then i just see it well it's my social responsibility mm. if nobody ever challenged people because they're not doing what they should be then maybe we wouldn't have order and i don't know because then on the other hand you know i think we need to show no i think you're i think you're right in principle Mm. and morally probably correct (laughs) most of the time i just don't think it's our individual responsibility to police every every person we see we think is um not towing the uh the party Mm. party line 
Yeah, that's that's another stress, clearly, because mm. we don't want to spread it. We don't want other people to spread this vile, horrible illness. And you said at the beginning, we don't know anyone personally who's died. We, we actually do. I think you've probably forgotten. We do know a few people who've died yes. from, from, from yeah, COVID-19. Yeah. Not in our immediate family, but in mm. our in our wider secondary circle. wider circle of yeah, friends and we family. Do. We know yeah. at least half a dozen people who have unfortunately passed away from, from COVID. And I'm sure there'll be, there'll be more. And I think underlying it as well, both of our parents are in their 80s and we're very concerned about them and they've been in complete shutdown. Yeah. I mean, they haven't stepped outside and we're refusing to allow them to. And they're, they, uh, this is what gets me upset that when I see other people just having picnics and I'm thinking of my poor mum who can't step outside her door and she looks pale and, you know, this is why I just think I want this well, to be over. Let's recount the story of your, your dad right at the outset. He was yes. going into hospital to Barnet Hospital. Yeah. Um, for surgery yeah um so he was there ready for surgery and um he had a reaction to the um, anesthetic and his heart stopped so this was february um they they gave him um cpr resuscitation and they cracked his ribs so they then um he was then in icu for ages he got pneumonia his kidneys were failing and this was all just as everything was starting and they're admitting covid patients (coughs) to the hospital so we had to gown up and everything um and then they got him home because they didn't want him to be in the hospital and this is why my parents have been in total lockdown so i was in a bit of a yeah, a shock from all that because the the hassle of not the hassle, but the 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 trauma of thinking my dad actually had died and they brought him back. He hasn't had the operation that he should have had, so that's hovering a bit. And this is why I think I just want this to be over. You know, I just want everybody to do what they should do in order for this virus to stop, so that. My dad can go back into hospital and ha- have the operation that he needs. And at the moment, he can't step outside his his front door. But yeah, it, it, it's a whole gamut of emotions, isn't it? Which is at the beginning why I said, you know, some days I wake up, I think, wow, this is all so lovely. And then another day I just think, oh my goodness, this is, this is massive. Mm. This is huge. We've had this, it's a massive decision. Right? I mean, the decision with your dad, whether he stays in hospital, whether he comes yeah. home, right at the beginning, even forget this. I was trying to organize, we were making decisions for my aunt, my great aunt is in her yeah. mid-90s, whether she should go into a care home yes, or whether we could get a live-in carer for her. Yes. Thank God we managed to get a live-in carer and she didn't yeah. go into a care home yeah. because we now know that's a third of all yeah. the fatalities. Yeah, COVID. she's 97. She's in her 90s. 90s. And we've got the most amazing yeah. living carer for her. Mm. So big shout out to uh, to my aunt Zara, Auntie Zara, <laughs> Bianca, her yeah. living carer through Helping Hands. Yeah. Big up to them. You see, we're quite optimistic people, aren't we? And I think in the end, whatever decision you make, you have to look at it and just think, well, I made that choice based on what I, I thought was the right thing at the time. Um, sometimes it turns out for the better. Sometimes you know, you just think, well, next time I'll do it differently. Mm. Yeah, I can't mm. stand pessimism. I hate mm. it. It brings me down. And people who are pessimistic around me or negative just yeah. just really get me down big yeah. style. So I try and keep on an even keel. Yeah, I've always tried to have a positive outlook, the glass half full. Things outside my control, they are what they are. I can only control things that are within, side, you know, within my control. It's why I study the ancient philosophy of stoicism. 
one of the reasons I just think that I think the philosophy is, is wonderful amongst many others. So we're rambling on a, a bit here, which is what I thought this would end up being a bit of a ramble, yeah. but it's a good ramble. Yeah. And um, But I think, look, the, this whole period of lockdown, we're in week seven, and I think you have to be quite stoic. I think mm. if if you surround yourself with doom and gloom and negativity, we, we know that that not only affects your mental well-being, but physically it brings you down mm. as well uh, because then you won't feel like going out and then you... you then your health issues will will pile upon you. So we are in lockdown, but as much as we possibly can, we have to look at the positives. We have to take away from it what the good has come out of this. And be grateful. Be grateful for the things. Show gratitude. You don't have to show it explicitly externally going around giving Mm -hmm. high fives to people, but just be grateful for the small things that that you've got in your life. You know, some of them are can be very small you've woken up and you still haven't got covid yeah you know yeah. That, that that's something to be grateful for you yeah. wake up maybe in a warm bed you know you're not sleeping on the streets perhaps there's all sorts of things to be grateful for i'm grateful that i can sit at home when i'm not working i'm grateful for the fact i can sit at home and work for a start that's an amazing thing when i'm when i'm not working i've got them access to the most amazing library of, of books Oh, I thought you were going to say you've got a lovely wife. I've got a most amazing <laughs> wife as well. <laughs> I've got a wonderful wife and I'm always grateful to you. And I've got a you. lovely husband. And I probably don't show yeah. this enough. But <laughs> no, I, yes, I am equally, uh, put it out there, very grateful to you. You said some of the negative things, some mm. of the bad things you've struggled with. What some of the best things? Obviously, let's mention your, your book, which you had some really good news oh, on this book. Oh, it's just so lovely. On. So last June 2019, I submitted a children's book to the publishers Jessica Kingsley and so yeah uh, last week I got um, the the go ahead I got the contract sent over so it's a goer so it's um, aimed at seven to nine year olds and it's a a lovely little illustrated book with little splashes of yellow for yellow sun and it's explaining the positives again the positives look at us um, of having ADHD and how ADHD is a superpower and um, how if adults can support and understand and show kindness and see the the, the the little superpowers in our in our beautiful children, then um, we will bust the stigma of ADHD, and our children will flourish. So I am so so delighted. Bizarrely, it's going to take another year to get to print. Now that I don't quite understand. No, I mean, you've self published a couple of books previously. I, yeah, I have self published two books, but yeah, I don't understand it. Well, maybe we can try and push that. Shoot me them on a little bit, but maybe the delay will serve us well. Because of the delay, I'm looking for the positive again. Yeah. Because of the because people can't get out to the bookshops. Yes. Maybe, but you know, it's going to be on Amazon. So look out for that. I'm sure yes. Sully will make some announcements on that um, as and when the time is right. But you know, as they say, big up to Sully for a bit, her, her first officially published book through proper publishers. Yeah. Who specialise in the in special special needs. special needs marketplace. Yeah. yeah. So to have them on board and supporting her yeah. is. Um, it's tremendous. Very, very proud of you Thank for that. Thank you. Thank you. That's fantastic. Yeah, no, we're well pleased and well chuffed. So, to coin a phrase, I know my dad hates the expression so before everything. Everybody uses the word so. Mm-hmm. Years ago, it used to be like, and you know, now everybody, everybody politicians and everyone alike says so. So. You do as well. Yeah, so, I know. So. Let's wrap up. How do you, obviously, we got Bojo, Boris Johnson, coming out this afternoon. Mm. 
giving us the uh, what is he calling it the blueprint the roadmap for the way forward um coming out of lockdown going forward so when this is released a week on monday i'm thinking which will be monday i don't know 17th or 18th or something like that we will know a bit more where we stand but i'm guessing this lockdown is going to go on in some shape or form for the next few weeks what what are your hopes and aspirations going forward both for yellow sun both for yourself for your family and the wider community as we unwind as this unravels what do you think is going to happen what would well you like i'm to hoping happen? schools won't go back for quite a while because i think if they do go back they'll just go back into the same old um i think there needs to be a huge time of reflection to work out what were the positives and what can we how can we change so i'm hoping it won't be until september um i know that this is massively difficult for parents but with help and support that they, they can get through it personally um how i think i hope travel gets back very soon so that we can go and see our daughter or she can come and see us well that'll um, be interesting because yeah. obviously the social what do they call it social distancing yeah is going to cause massive problems both in public transport and of course in aviation transport yeah. and uh, if we do get an opportunity to see our daughter it's quarantine. Will as there be well. a fourteen-day yeah. quarantine when we get over there? Will she mm. be quarantined? For, well, quarantine here for her is not a big issue, but she'll be with us. But if we go to see her, yes. so I'm stealing your thunder. So yeah, I'm just thinking out loud as you're talking. Um, and uh, other changes. I think I'm such a community-minded person. I just hope there will be more pulling together, more community projects locally. People will pull together and just look out for one another. Mm. Because it's not all been bad, has it? I mean, no. there's some terrible, shocking things. As we say, 30,000 and rising, 32,000 deaths and rising, plus all the thousands of people who will have been affected by COVID, mm. who will have financially, we don't even mention the financial side, which has been devastating for people. But the secondary illnesses that people are going to suffer, mobility, breathing, I don't know, was it kidney mm. illnesses and mm. inflammation of joints and all that sort of thing, which I've heard could go on. People have been in ICU going to struggle for eight up to 18 yeah. months. You know, so the ongoing consequences and financial are going to be going to be hideous. But there have been lots of positives and people have to look at the positives. Otherwise, we'll all fall into a morass of negativity and what, depression. What, what do you hope for the future? I hope people will see some benefit and see some pleasure and learn new skills, be perhaps more spiritual, not in a woo-woo way, because I don't believe, you know, in the gift or whatever they call it, putting it out there, but take more time to look after themselves, look after others, take more time to learn, educate themselves, realize that life is, is very finite, very short, and many people have learned that lesson. Mm. to their detriment much shorter than they think as the stoics say uh, made more popular by the uh, stoic writer ryan holiday amongst others is memento mori which means you could leave life right now you never know and it's never been more true than now and one of the great stoic philosophers teachers if you like uh, legends we look back on is uh, the great roman emperor marcus aurelius who le actually led the biggest empire Ever probably the Roman Empire, I think it was AD one seven um, hundred seventy six AD, and he led it through rebellion, through civil war, through tribes trying to overthrow them the whole time. Plus, one of the biggest plagues people don't appreciate this: the world has ever seen over six million people died, and yet he 
always took time to reflect and understand that you could leave life at any moment in time. Mm. And I think never been more important time to, to, to stop and think, whether you do meditation, you do mindfulness, whether it's just enjoying the time with your children as your parents mm. do, is just to be and to enjoy life. Because we're only here for a very short time and then it's gone. And then in a couple of generations, our names are never here again. We're forgotten. Mm. So you've got to make the most and be community-minded today and do what you can for other people. That's my sermon over. Yeah, no, I'm I'm 100% behind you. Yeah. So on that mm. note, mm. Um, before I well up, because <laughs> I, I get all emotional yeah. as well. Um, mm. Be the best you can. Be I, the I best think you can. Don't waste one single day. I, you know, If that day you need to just slob out and watch TV all day because you just need to recharge your batteries, do it. If another day you feel energized and you want to do stuff and learn stuff, do it. If you another day you feel motivational to go and strip the wallpaper, do it. But appreciate and love every single day. You can only do what you can do. You don't have to be superhuman. You don't have to be a super parent. You just have to be the best you can and just love yourself love love your children love your family and love your community and just show kindness no, absolutely um i was going to finish yes i knew i had something else to ask you in closing how do people they want to get in touch with you how do they find you directly through email if you want to give that out your social media your website any courses you've got you people might want to touch base your books okay so, so, many, uh, so many avenues thank now. you so my main thing is I support families on a one-to-one -one through one-to-one -one consultations. I also have an amazing online membership, which is the Together Stronger Club. At the moment, I'm offering that for just £1 for a 90-day trial. The lockdown and trial. The lockdown <laughs> trial for £1. That is um, every Monday we have live coaching. I come on camera. There's some incredible training videos. There's um, interviews with experts. So that's the Together Stronger Club. The other thing I do is I run support groups, which normally we meet locally in Boreham Wood, Hertfordshire. But at the moment, it's online. And the other thing I do is I go into schools to do training. Um, now, I've offered schools online training during lockdown, but unfortunately, nobody has taken me on uh, for that. And I, th I think it's because teachers, head teachers have got, just do not know what is happening and are not sure about what is happening. So um, if anybody, head teacher is listening to this and would like some ADHD training that I could deliver via Zoom to their staff, I'd be happy to do that as well. Um, I'm also a trustee of ADHD Action, which is a UK charity trying just to promote the understanding of ADHD. So I'm really, my main message is just to bust the stigma of ADHD, that it's not just naughty boys throwing chairs. It's very complicated. Or girls. Um, it's girls, it's boys. They can be inattentive. Um, you can um, have poor executive function, but you can be incredible, amazing human beings. Did you give the hub, your website? Hub oh, so no, thank you. So my website, which is like the hub for all these all these ways I can support you is www.solly-lazarus.com. Solly, S-O-L-I-Lazarus.com. Fantastic. That's great. Well, it's, it's been a pleasure to interview oh. you, Solly. Well, thank you for the opportunity again. <laughs> um, and then hopefully after lockdown, you know, who knows, part three.
you never know. Part three, maybe when your book's published, we can uh, have a chat and see yeah. how that's going okay. on. Yeah, be a good idea. Uh, again, normally this part of the uh, conversation with the guests, we also talk about a place in London. It's probably not appropriate to have a specific place in London, uh, which is a favourite of, of yours or, or, or ours in this case. We can just say the, uh, the wonderful walk we, I we, think, we do. I think, you know what, I think that that walk will forever be um, uh, n- noted for a period in our lives. You know, mm. please God, we lived to nearly 100. It's called we'll, Aaron Dean. Yeah, we'll look back and this beautiful walk that finishes off at a log that we call Doris. <laughs> we made it elaborate on that. <laughs> yeah, we've um, got a log and it, you, we sit on the log and we look over London with all the twinkling lights. And um, to us, that has epitomised what lockdown is all about. That It's about growth. It's about change. It's about seeing the positive And it's about getting through it. Yeah. So I would say instead of talking about our our favorite our guests our favorite place in london go and find your favorite place yeah. walk out of your front door go and do this um exercise that uh, alexander horowitz in her book on looking recommends do a walk take an hour out doing your lockdown walk and go and see it from a different perspective every single mm. day and just enjoy I remember what we did as yeah, well. Yeah. We did a um, a silent walk. We said one day we wouldn't talk. That's right. And we so we could hear the sounds. And it's not easy, is it? No, but we it wasn't heard easy. The sounds. And in fact, we kept doing sign language, so I don't <laughs> think it really counted. Yeah. But uh, yeah, yeah, that's um, a lovely uh, piece of advice. Just go and find your own Aaron Dean. Go and find your own Aaron Dean, and it doesn't have to be green or go green and trees and fields are lovely. It can be urban setting. Go and find where the foxes hang out, your mm. urban foxes, and where the birds and the, the insects mm. and the rats. Mm. Go and find out where these things hang out and just pay attention. It's a wonderful experience. And I think on that note, we've rambled on quite long enough, but it's it's yeah, even though I live with you, even though I've been married <laughs> to you for over thirty years now. Yeah. It's it has 32. been it has been a really interesting, enjoyable, eye opening chat. Yeah. And I hope people get something out of it. Thank you so much for inviting me to speak today on your London legacy. It's I, I always love listening to your podcast, and I'm not just saying this because I'm your wife. It's always brilliant, the interviews you have. And anybody coming to this uh, for the first time, subscribe to this podcast because the whole premise of your London legacy is that you interview Londoners who have just such an interesting story to tell, which means that your interviews are always so varied and your guests are always so varied. So totally recommend subscribing to your London legacy. And, (laughs) and, uh, keep listening guys yeah keep listening because your london legacy rocks (laughs) (laughs) thank you very much i absolutely love creating your london legacy for you and the feedback and testimonials are awesome but as it grows so it consumes more and more resources so i've joined forces with patreon a really cool place where you can show your love and support from just as little as two dollars a month as a silver londoner right up to $300 per month where you get the crown jewels. Each level of subscription opens up a host of exclusive extra goodies, events, bonus shows and sponsorship opportunities only available via via Patreon. I do hope you will continue to support what we're doing here and I'm so grateful for whatever you feel able to give. So please head over to www.patreon.com 
forward slash your London legacy. That's www.patreon.com forward slash your London legacy.